Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to gore, racism, slavery, human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Well, you're not getting sick. Your lungs are just sad. Take it from me, a real company doctor. I'm Adam. All right, kid. At this site, you need three things. Grit, determination, and heroin. I'm Kelly. Oh, no. Just a few days laid back and that K-Vitus will clear right up. I'm Sean. There's a million deep, dark, and evil things in the caves of West Virginia. But you already knew that, didn't you, family? I'm Andy, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Acid Pop, where this week we're talking about construction. Construct? Why'd you say it like that? Because I like to say it like that. <laughs> yes, construction, the art of building. Can we fix it? No, wait, what yes? is it? No, that, that's Bob the Builder. Yeah, right, Bob yes, the Builder. I was thinking of Fix-It Felix. Yeah, that's why I got stuck <laughs> in my head, too. <laughs> I can, can we? <laughs> So the etymology of construction comes from the Latin. Can anybody guess? Constructum? You're so close. Constructorium. <laughs> it, it's constructionum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to construction them all. Uh, which comes from constructorio. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> a putting or placing together. <laughs> or it comes from construction. Construere. To pile up together, accumulate, build, make, or erect. Wink. If that's how my contractor put it in the, you know, the contract, it's like, we're going to pile up some stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> Big old oh, heap. G- good. When we're done piling, you'll have a house. <laughs> uh, I could not find a fear of construction. So let's hmm. just, yeah. There, there are some fears that are involved, such as uh, the one about heights. Wow, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Arachnophobia. No, it's, <laughs> it's hydrophobia. Hydrophobia is in there. Uh, the fear of being squished as well. It must have probably like a fear of labor or something. Fear of cat calling. <laughs> we won't get into the cat calling here. I have some trivia for you. Great. I always forget Wonderful. to do true false, so I hope you're ready for numbers. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are con- employed by the construction industry in the United States? True. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good, Kelly. <laughs> There's 350 million. 10%? That seems too high. I'll say 20 million. That's, I mean, I feel like it's, it is a lot. That feels still too high. I'm going to say 10 million. We'll say 5 million. Adam's closest without going over. 7.9 million people are involved in construction. It didn't tell me whether or not those were the actual construction workers or just the people who are pushing money around. That's like 2%. How much of that is organized crime? (laughs) 5 million. (laughs) Oh my God. A lot of gangsters in here. (laughs) That's what I've learned from watching Sean play Spider-Man recently. (laughs) (laughs) They're always on the tops of buildings. Roughly how many construction-related injuries are there per year in the United States? Hmm. 7.5 million? (laughs) (laughs) Also, these are reported injuries. 500,000. Oh, that's too high. 10,000. Sean's closest without going over, I believe. Uh, It is 150,000 injuries per year. Goodness. Well, considering how many workers there are, that's not too bad, right? I suppose. I mean, again, I think that's like... 2% 2% again. I feel like the number we should be shooting for is zero. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they have that board outside. Mm-hmm. 
What is the most common cause of injury on construction sites? Hammering your thumb. Mm, a bunk on the head. Yeah, I'm going to say something falling on you. Ooh, it is not those things. It is you falling. Oh. Whether you trip over something on the ground that somebody placed there carelessly, <laughs> or you fall off of a scaffolding, or you fall into a pit. Slip on a construction banana. <laughs> does a trip just on, like, flat ground, does that count as a falling? I, yeah, that counts as fall. Okay. One of your coworkers ties your shoes together. <laughs> yep. You accidentally step in the cement and fall face down. Uh, construction prank pranks are about half of that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most carcinogenic building material? So, well, I mean, does... At, oh, what is it? Asbestos. Ars- asbestos count? It does. Okay, asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't... I feel like the fact We've run that, into it still. Not here. I yeah. feel like the fact that you asked it means there's something worse. I kind of wanted to say, like, concrete dust or something. Yeah, lime's not good for you. I was going to say sawdust. It is asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> which is still used. Uh, but other, other, other things include uh, PVC, which oh, is weird. ubiquitous everywhere. But when you're sawing it and you get that oh. in your lungs... Mm. Don't breathe plastic. I'm not doing, like, sword swallowing with PVC pipes. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I, I, I assumed I'd find something like, cement is poisonous. Well, it probably is if you eat it, but it's all the sawing and hammering and inhaling that will really get you. No, that's interesting. <laughs> Be a lot less medical conditions if they stopped inhaling around these construction sites. <laughs> or if they started wearing their uh, breathing Mast. apparatus. Yeah. I'm just picturing a construction worker just sitting there licking a PVC pipe. <laughs> 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 I can't stop. I'm practicing for the Blue Man Group. <laughs> Roughly how many construction deaths are there per year in the United States? It's 100,000 injuries. What's 2% of that? Well, it'd be 2,000. 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> that seems high. I'm going to say 1,000. does seem pretty high. 500. Well, Kelly's closest without going over. What? Uh-oh. It is about 4,800 per year. Wow. 4%. That's steep. Yeah, that's a pretty steep one. So you're saying there's some job openings. <laughs> Constantly. Where's my resume? Support your union. I couldn't find an exact number for how long a construction worker lasts, but it was... <laughs> some, some of them were like, I don't know, like some websites were like, usually they only last a year before they're all used up. And then other websites are like, construction workers are hardy. 20 years, let's go. What are they, batteries? <laughs> you're talking about construction workers or medieval people? <laughs> It's a little bit of both. Oh, this construction worker should have been married off ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to give me, from top to bottom, if you can think of four of them, the four leading causes of death in construction work. Falling. Electrocution. Should, are we just going to give them a bunch, or should we try and put it in order? You guys just got the first two in order. Oh, hey. Uh-huh. Family feud. Man, after that, I'm kind of running out of, <laughs> running out of steam fast. Organized crime. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Gunshots. <laughs> Spider-Man. How about a Spider-Man? <laughs> he does. In that game, man, he's like, oh, he's a non-lethal hero. He just throws people off a building is all. I'm fine for a few moments. <laughs> Explosives? <laughs> they use those in construction. Uh, some sort of crushing. Ah, uh, crushing is in there. Uh, what, dismemberment? What did we say, top four? No dismemberment. We need the top four. You, you put falling... And electrocution in their correct places. Yeah, one and two. So I'll give you the percentages of those. Falling is 37% of construction Ooh, deaths. Wow. Electrocution is 8%. Whoa. And then we said crushing was on the list? Crushing Wait is in there. Wait a second. So if it's 37 and 8, that puts us at 45. So the, the remaining two, I oh, guess. Some of, these were, some of these were too small to actually put mm. on the list. I just needed oh, the top weird. ones. It just seems weird that the last 55% would be divided up into like a, a million tiny things. little <laughs> things of less than 8% a piece. 
Hangnails. Dave was stung by a bee and died. <laughs> Jim choked on his gum. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you the next the, the next one at 7.5%. Struck by objects. Okay. Huh. Like the ground. <laughs> Things falling on you. Was that, yeah. that was crushing though, right? No. No? That's our last one at 5%. It's caught in or between. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a rock and a hard place. Is what they call that, is if you fall into something and can't get out, or if you're caught between, a, like a tractor and a wall. Trip and fall in front of the steamroller. Yeah, the, the other ones, it's just like, I don't know. There was, a, there was some opioid overdoses, which I don't think should count towards the end. <laughs> Those aren't standard construction equipment, I feel. <laughs> well, it depends on how often you're getting injured. <laughs> we'll talk about it now. What percentage overall in the United States of fatal opioid overdoses are construction workers? Hmm. Wow. 50. Oh, goodness. I was just reading about opioid overdose. Uh, I'll say 30. I could talk authoritatively about it in rats. I thought she said in rap. Break it down for rap. I'll go low. Hmm. Oh. No, I'll go low. Do, 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 15%. Do, do, do. Without going over, it's 25%. Roughly uh, one-fourth of all opioid overdoses in the United States are construction workers. Wow. I mean, that makes sense. You get injured on the job. You go to an unscrupulous doctor. He prescribes you a bunch of pills. You get addicted. I mean, you go to a scrupulous doctor. You got to kill pain <laughs> is the thing. And a lot of the times, opioids are still the best thing we have. They're trying to come up with better yeah. ways. But if someone is in chronic pain, they need to be treated. Fun related fact, they also make up the highest uh, proportion of heroin overdoses. Wow. wow. I didn't know that. And my last trivia question. Which construction project, this is anywhere in the world, has the highest recorded death toll? A single construction project? Yes. Great oh. Wall of China. Panama Canal. <laughs> <laughs> Great Wall of China's not recorded. Oh, uh, what? Panama it's Canal. It's there. I'm... <laughs> Panama Canal's pretty good, too. If we're talking about falling being the leading cause, I'm going to say it's that really tall building in Dubai. <laughs> International Space Station. <laughs> Sean was correct. Wow. Was the Panama Canal at a little more than 30,000 deaths? Yeah. See our canals yeah, how, episode. <laughs> how high did mosquitoes rate on the uh, <laughs> So the highest, the, the thing that caused most of the deaths? Yellow fever and malaria. <laughs> yeah. Followed by mudslides and then dynamite handling. <laughs> Juggling. <laughs> Joe, stop fondling the dynamite. It doesn't like it. I'm juggling the dynamite. When I went to go look into construction disasters, a lot of them were in West Virginia, and I don't know why. <laughs> That's weird. So I picked three, and two of them are from West Virginia. All right. This is the 1987 Willow Island disaster. Hmm. So in 19 in the 1970s, much like today, the coal business was absolutely building. We needed coal power constantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coal-powered cars, planes, you name it. <laughs> coal-powered AI. <laughs> the story was no different in West Virginia, where on Willow Island, they were building a brand new power plant. Hooray. More coal power. Okay. That sounds fantastic. We got fire, so, we got coal dust. It's surrounded by water, too. What could go wrong? I've heard coal is clean now. We added that word, so it's okay. It, it was especially clean in the 70s. We used green coal. Before those hippies got a hold of it. Now, if you ever drive by a power plant and you see those big towers that look like they're giving off smoke, mm -hmm. those are cooling towers. That's It's not smoke, it's steam. Yep. That's what the company wants me to believe. Yes, absolutely. This plant was going to have two of those large cooling towers that you normally associate with those plants. But to save space, you know, we stacked them on top of each other. <laughs> if, you, if your power plant overheats, it's not good for the, for the coal. 
Or the workers, I assume. <laughs> we don't care about the workers. It's the 70s. The what now? <laughs> Did somebody say union? <laughs> now, the standard method of building such a tower involves building a scaffolding from the ground up and gradually adding more scaffolding as the tower grows. That sounds practical. Makes sense. You just make a taller scaffolding. Mm-hmm. However, at the Willow Island power plant, in a cost-cutting measure, because we couldn't afford more scaffolding, every day when new concrete was poured, the Willow Island scaffolding would be dismantled where they just took the stuff from and moved up and then bolted onto the new concrete. Oh. The playing Jenga. <laughs> so basically they'd have these big forms that they'd put around this section of the, uh, of the tower, pour the concrete in there, wait a couple hours, then move the scaffolding up. Hmm. And this worked great. There were no problems. Yeah, as long as they followed Looney Tune rules and did, did not look down. <laughs> Don't look down. <laughs> so this is already kind of dangerous. But to make matters worse, they were also uh, they also bolted the cranes that would haul up the buckets of concrete <laughs> onto that scaffolding. Okay. And they only ever had one ladder up and down. <laughs> so imagine, if you will, you're on this scaffolding and you've had to just climb a, well, at, at the end of what, what this thing happened, a 166-foot ladder <laughs> uh-huh. to a floating platform that's been attached to new concrete. <laughs> Weighed down by cranes. And then you did your daily jumping jacks. <laughs> So on April 27th, 1978, when the tower had reached its, uh, its almost final height of 166 <laughs> feet, the tower started to creak under the weight of the scaffolding, the 60, no, 51 workers oh. and the, hmm. the cranes. Does anybody have a rocking chair up here? <laughs> it turns out when you don't give concrete like a day or two to dry oh, no. before you <laughs> bolt things onto it. It solidifies somewhat. It's more like cake frosting. And then when the weight comes, it peels <laughs> like you're... Have you ever had one of those straws that kind of like wraps around and you can take it apart? It's like it turns uh, into like a spring. Compostable straw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the construction tower <laughs> began peeling in a counterclockwise motion, <laughs> flinging the construction workers as it did. <laughs> Creating a rapidly disappearing ramp that the workers had to run down. <laughs> So it just started going, wee, 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 <laughs> flinging these guys. I don't think that's what they were saying. <laughs> but one guy was. All the way home. The entire thing collapsed. All 51 workers working on the tower fell to their deaths. Yeah. Oh. And when all said and done, the, the people funding the project were only fined $85,000. Yeah, that was an act of God. It, oh, it was for negligence. Uh-huh. I mean, also, they didn't properly bolt the thing to the thing so it might have fallen off anyway <laughs> they only had the one ladder they were using substandard concrete uh, yeah this is just mud from my backyard <laughs> it gets real hard <laughs> i can imagine like taking scaffolding apart and rebuilding it is just like asking for trouble too you want to do that as little as possible yeah it's so easy to bolt in these cranes when the concrete's all nice and soft <laughs> <laughs> I can write my name next to it. <laughs> hey, Todd, look, I put you and me in a heart right here. <laughs> I love you, Todd. Anyways, let's climb up the ladder. As the crack more. appears right down the center between their two names. <laughs> so we're going to 1930s Somerset, West Virginia for the <laughs> Hawk's Nest Tunnel disaster. I wonder if this is on like their license plate, like <laughs> construction death, capital of the U.S. Home of the Hawk's Nest disaster. <laughs> If you've ever listened to Old Gods of Appalachia, this could be an episode. <laughs> it's full of ghosts. Oh, yeah. Tunnels are already notoriously dangerous to build. When you're driving across the United States, you're like, well, why am I going all around these mountains instead of through them? It's because it's hard to build a tunnel. <laughs> Have you ever built a tunnel? <laughs> it's dark. There's no air. Spiders? There's, like, you have, to use, you have to use explosives, which, you know, in an enclosed space, 
Yeah. Not great. And the workers always have to hold their breath when they go into the tunnel they make so they can make a wish. <laughs> yep. Well, you're working an eight-hour day. That's a lot to ask. That's awkward <laughs> when there's no exit. <laughs> so construction on the Hawk's Nest Tunnel began in 1930. The tunnel was going to divert water from New River, which sounds like a lazy name for a river. To old <laughs> this one's new. To a new hydroelectric power plant downstream, which this uh, tunnel was being built by Union Carbide. The hydroelectric plant was uh, incidentally only fueled Union Carbide's new steel mill that was going in. Oh, good. So it's not like this was even a good uh, a good public work. <laughs> so thousands of unemployed men were taken in with the promise of a good paycheck and an honor- honest day's work. Roughly two-thirds of them African-American. Okay. Well, good for so, them, I guess. the way to build a tunnel is by digging and blasting. Yeah. Which, at Hawk's Nest Tunnel, was covering everything in a thick white dust. Okay, yeah. A healthy white dust. <laughs> Silica dust. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. And to make matters a little worse, Union Carbide was able to get the project designated as a civil engineering project, which meant that they could ignore a lot of safety protocols. <laughs> Why? Why? Why does that mean they could do that? Th- this is for it people. It was the 30s. <laughs> you can't make a civil work without breaking a few heads. That's true. <laughs> uh, they didn't make enough ventilation holes. There was no dust control. Usually you have to spray down the area with water to get the dust to kind of mud up. They didn't do that. You're diverting a river. Surely there's water around. <laughs> And there was no personal breathing protection at all. So, like, group breathing protection? (laughs) One mask for every five workers. (laughs) Soon the workers began to get sick, with obvious signs of the the lung disease silicosis, (laughs) which is an infection of the lungs due to breathing silica dust that causes shortness of breath and eventually death. Mm. (laughs) But what could be causing it? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. Quick, bring in more workers. Silicosis cannot be cured. Yeah. Ever. Generally, things get in your lungs. You can't get them out again. But if you catch it early enough, you can get off with just shortness of breath for the rest of your oh, life. Oh, good. And they noticed that these symptoms were happening and shut down the project and got everyone medical <laughs> they, treatment? That's what I was about to say. However, they shut down the tunnel and everything was fine. <laughs> oh. and took a shot back to some of those lungs. <laughs> so the doctors that were also working on the project, hired by Union Carbide. <laughs> well, that's just efficient. <laughs> Everything they, looks fine here, says the doctor. I couldn't I couldn't find this word anywhere else on the internet other than in reference to this project. The doctor said, no, 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 that's not silicosis. And he can't even say it. <laughs> You're getting tunnelitis. <laughs> I need some tunnelingus later if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got tonalitis, <laughs> which is just sounds like the dude was like, ah, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> which could be cured with just a few short days bed rest. Yeah, here, just use this radioactive toothpaste and call it a day. <laughs> uh, so after a few days of bed rest, the dudes would feel a little better and go back to work. Weird, weird that they started feeling better when they weren't working <laughs> and breathing the, the wonderful <laughs> dust. Don't take that dust off of the property. We own it. <laughs> About 2,900 men worked on the tunnel. That's a lot. Of which, 764 would die of silicosis. Wow, one in four. To make matters worse, it is the 1930s. Most of the dead workers were black. Mm -hmm. And therefore could not be buried in any nearby cemeteries because they were whites-only cemeteries. What? Will they just leave them in the tunnel? No, Union Carbide found a nice empty field nearby. Yep. And buried those men in shallow graves. (laughs) Oh, God. They built a playground on top. <laughs> there was a quote from a, like a nearby farmer that was like, when I was a kid, we used to run around in that field and hunt rabbits. And when my kids went there, 
you could step on the field and end up in a grave. Uh. <laughs> At least the tunnel that they uh, made still carries water down to the power plant to this day. So I guess that's we still got that. <laughs> Quite a legacy. So the uh, <laughs> the company that exploited and these men and buried them in a shallow grave still benefits from the, the work is <laughs> what you're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> At least it wasn't all for nothing. <sighs> and we got a really haunted field out of it. Seriously, I'd like that sounds like the most haunted field in the world. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say people surely, have done a well, lot of terrible things. <laughs> it's up there, but you hear those stories in France about kids finding grenades in fields. <laughs> this is like <laughs> that's not the field's fault. Plant a grenade plant. <laughs> It's called a pomegranate tree. <laughs> and for my last construction project, let's get into some atrocities. Ooh. This is the Burma Railway, 1942. Ooh. So, Japan in World War II had a problem. Yes. And and I'm not talking about all the, the, the atrocities. Oh. <laughs> oh. They had two problems. <laughs> Maybe more. They had to bring supplies from Burma to Burma to continue their conquest of the Asian continent. Unfortunately, the only way they had to do this was by sea, and Allied submarines were getting very, very good at targeting their supply boats. <laughs> Three in a row! You suck my supply <laughs> battleship? <laughs> Supplattleship. Parry the supplattleship. <laughs> <laughs> so they came up with the what they thought was the only feasible plan to avoid getting their boat sunk. A 258-mile railway stretching from Bangkok to Rangoon. We stop using boats. <laughs> Railway, the boat of the land. <laughs> it is. So to start, most railway projects, you start where you're at one city and the other city, and you meet in the middle. Okay. <laughs> For this project, they were like, ah, that sounds tedious. Let's do. Let's have like a hundred camps. Oh. We're going to build this thing in a hundred sections. <laughs> okay. Without GPS or good maps. I, I could kind of see the logic if you have the people for it, I guess. Well, the problem is you just got to line all those up. <laughs> yeah. So, 100 camps along the route. And they, they did have the people, Adam. They had two sources of labor. Volunteers? <laughs> Civilians. Uh, mostly women and children. Oh. Who were either forced or given a laughable amount of money to work on the railroad. And allied POWs. Oh. As you might guess, the conditions in the camps were terrible. With very little food, water, or actual construction equipment. <laughs> Build a railway with your fingers. Kinda, yeah. To make matters worse, not only were they building a railroad... That section of the world is jungle. Oh. So they had to clear hundreds and hundreds mi of miles of malarial jungle to do this. <laughs> the workers died of starvation, injury, and <laughs> numerous diseases, uh, including but not limited to beriberi, which is a vitamin B deficiency, hmm. cholera, malaria, dysentery, and flesh-eating tropical ulcers. Whoa. Ooh, fun. And leopards. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> flesh-eating tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Like somebody dropped a Jumanji before I died. <laughs> Any prisoner or worker that, did, that didn't work hard got savagely beaten. <laughs> which would lead to more beatings because then you couldn't work hard. And I'll beat you right in your ulcers. The Japanese engineer who came up with this project projected that it would take three years to finish. The Japanese soldiers forced the workers to do it in one. Whoa. Sounds like a high quality railroad when you're finished too. <laughs> oh yes. It's, a, it's the best. That's a smooth ride. You just have to ignore the ghosts in the cart with you. <laughs> <laughs> what a friendly ghost you've made. That's all he says. <laughs> when the project was completed, one-fourth of the Allied POWs were dead, Ugh. as well as one-half of the civilian laborers. Wow. Ouch. What are you guys doing? <laughs> 
Surely you cared about one of those more than the other one. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, Annie, but I imagine they weren't like Japanese women and children. Like they weren't POWs no. because they uh, weren't involved okay, gotcha. in the war. <laughs> yeah, they, they were from the countries in between where they were going. They were just went through villages like, and you, and you. So they and probably you. did care less about them. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked about highest recorded deaths. <laughs> It was the Panama Canal. There are several projects where they don't record the deaths. The Suez Canal, they say that could be about 300,000 people dead. What? The Great Wall of China, once again, they didn't record that, but it was quite a few people that died. At least two. Because we're not keeping records of atrocities during our war, uh, we don't know the exact total for the Burma Railway, but the estimated death toll is anywhere from 150,000 to 300,000 people. Wow. That's up there. What did you say it was? 300 miles? It is 258 miles. Okay, so that's 1,000 people per mile. <laughs> that is... Wow. That's steep. Which like, that is like a lot of ghosts. one person... What is that? Like every five feet? <laughs> you could just about lay them out end to end and they would stretch the length of the railroad. <laughs> I mean, if These you went up to your average ties. person and was like, how many people are you willing to murder for... Jeez. Each, you know, meter of ma- railroad. I-, I feel like the answer should be higher than that. More than two? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. For all their hard work, that railway was only used for five years. <laughs> Come on. Well, it was a good thing it wasn't. At least they're still using that river. <laughs> didn't take three years to make or else they've only gotten two out of it. Yep. And that's all the stories I have. Anybody construction? We, 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 <laughs> we did another podcast with a guy that worked in construction the stories he told a lot of drugs lots yeah. of drugs yeah i guess lots of lots of lots of sex in the same room as other people huh. <laughs> drugs are like that too i have two stories one of which is not really all that construction related though but my first job was actually construction my dad has worked construction forever and he got me like a job when i was 15 out on a construction site which mostly what i did was like pick up garbage but you know i still laid bricks and you know that kind of junk. And it basically made me like, I want to get a desk job when I grow up, was what I learned <laughs> that summer. It's, yes. It is tough work. And like, yeah, like, <laughs> Andy was saying, like, the amount of time before they're used up, like, yeah, those guys were battered and broken. And like, not not because like, they slipped and fell, just because like, the work that they did was just yeah, ridiculously yeah. hard. And the, the conditions are getting worse as climate change gets worse yeah i mean my first job was in arizona where the temperature would not i mean pretty much every day it was over 100 degrees fahrenheit and it was not uncommon for it to be over 110 and as a result i had to start work at four in the morning so that i was done by noon because that's when it started to get really hot so you know i had a lot of time in the afternoons at least when i worked that job but yeah, it was uh, it was yeah, pretty it's hard awful. Just to live in Arizona. Yeah, no. And then my other story was one of my told my dad told me, which is not exactly a construction story, but it's like construction adjacent because when he was before he was like officially a construction worker, he worked at a cable company and they would like climb up, you know, telephone poles and things and like run cable lines. And I guess it was pretty common back then when you know you would like steal cable to like go to your buddy's house and like run a cable line for them. Um, so they could get free cable. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't, they weren't supposed to do it. They would do it like off the books. And I guess somebody that he knew was doing this for a friend and he was climbing up a telephone pole to run one of these lines and something went wrong and he fell and he fell into a rose bush 
that was oh. held up by a piece of rebar that was oh, sticking oh. up out of the ground two feet, and he fell on it straight down. So this piece of rebar skewered him between his balls and his his butthole, like right in the taint. Ugh. And he just took ah. this thing like six inches in, like turned him into a human oh, popsicle. Oh, man. And again, he was in a rose bush too. Like, so like, even discounting <laughs> that, it was still not a good place to be. And there was no one around. And I was like, this is before cell Jeez. phones. And he had to pull himself up off of this piece of rebar, crawl to his car oh, and God. drive himself to the hospital. Oh, the seats are ruined. And then after all of that, since he was doing something that he shouldn't have done, it wasn't covered <laughs> by his health insurance. And he had to pay for it all himself. Oh, there's the falls. Yep. Yep. I don't have okay, any construction stories. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all of our personal stories, it's for what are your morals worth? How much am I paying you to be 166 feet in the air on some scaffolding with one ladder down and one ladder up? <laughs> oh, can you guarantee this thing's not going to fall? I, I'll guarantee that. Okay. Uh, I. How long do I have to work there? Eight hours a day. For yeah, but for how long? Yeah, <laughs> six months. Okay. Six months until the okay. job is done. Oh boy, I can't do it. Six months. I wouldn't be able to get up that ladder. I'd freeze I think up. We're looking at uh, I don't know forty dollars an hour. Forty dollars an hour. That sounds low to me. <laughs> Maybe I just have low standards. <laughs> he just really likes being high up. I picture going up or down that ladder and then running into another guy that's going the opposite direction. <laughs> Imagine if you have to shit. <laughs> just do it you off just the let side. It go off the side of the building. <laughs> you're, you're scuffing up the new cement with your dookie. <laughs> go go to the go to the pooping pylon. <laughs> Forty dollars an hour would be what three hundred twenty dollars a day. Which times five, times five would be about fifteen hundred bucks a week times a month would be about six grand for a month times six would be thirty six thousand dollars for the six months. That's way too low. Give me a hundred dollars. Sounds like I'm getting this job over Sean. <laughs> Adam's the one with the with the cheap concrete. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure I could do this. I'm actually not freaked out by heights. So as long as I kept my safety equipment, you know, on the up and up. Uh, and I've worked, like I said, I've worked construction before. It's not fun, but doing it for six months is like, that's not going to be the end of the world. But still, I might fall, and it's hard work. So, yeah, for a half a year, you're probably going to have to pay me a hundred grand. Yep, yep. I am afraid of heights. Give, give me the hundred dollars an hour, and we'll, then we'll talk later. <laughs> you haven't accepted the job yet. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> and Kelly's not doing it. I can't. Like, I literally <laughs> would not be able to make myself climb that ladder. So I think doing the math, Andy's closer to 150,000. Yes, I win. <laughs> there's no sort of like safety. I imagine there's probably the, the standard like safety straps and stuff. Okay, that's something. I mean, it doesn't help if that thing starts peeling, but I guarantee you it won't start peeling. <laughs> the company told me it wouldn't. <laughs> Union Carbide only hired the best concrete men. I'll bring a kite. <laughs> yanked off. Here lies Sean, <laughs> yanked off of a scaffolding by a kite. See ya, suckers. <laughs> and a Mary Poppins away. <laughs> He's off to another construction site that needs him. <laughs> One full of children that he will know how to help. All righty. That, that does it for another great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.